Dale, can you go to the cupboard and grab me some chips real quick? Yeah, sure. Ah, there's bugs in the chips. Ah, I'm coming. They're behind the bag. Okay, okay. Let me get it. Right there. Okay, okay. Let me get it. Are you going to get it? Okay, okay. Let me get it. Hello? Okay, okay. Let me get it. Oh, great. There's a bug. And now you're bugged too. Okay, okay. Let me get <laughs> into this week's episode of Easy, Easy Mode. Hello, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are talking about bugs, our favorite insects from video. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're talking about games with buggy launches um, and just what that means for the gaming world. And uh, that is Henry K. He's uh, okay, okay. Let me get it. He hasn't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah, let me get it. That's delayed, Dale. Um, she's my favorite ladybug. Aww. I love that's ladybugs, cute. so it's they're a actually very cute. I, there's the only you. bug I allow in my body. Oh. Um. Love that. I love <laughs> that. I love that we're mode. sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like Henry um, did say, we are talking all about bugs and games. Uh, we did, you know, it was inspired by a recent game launch, very popular uh -huh. one. Mm -hmm. So we will be talking about that. You may have heard of it. You might have. You might not yeah. have. So we're going to definitely educate you there. And yeah, I'm quite excited. But um, I don't really know what to say. Besides, I'm, let's let's bug out. Let's um, crawl. Creepy crawl. I liked what I said more. Let's bug out. Let's bug out into <laughs> this week's buggy episode of. Buggy episode of. Buggy episode of. Okay. Buggy episode let's get of. it. Okay, let's get it. All right, bye. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole like inspiration for this week's episode was obviously the very recent Pokemon Scarlet and Violet launch, which has mm -hmm. been so funny and interesting, hasn't it, Dale? Yes, you've seen all that stuff on Twitter with all the glitches. <laughs> I know, they're actually so, so funny. But the large issue itself isn't really as funny. So it just seems like Pokemon like can't reach like these minimum standards that people are expecting from their games. I mean, they are triple A games. So yeah. for a game at that price point of that size and magnitude and like Pokemon being such a global brand, it yeah. seems like the games are not, I mean, they're not being able to reach this like minimum standard. And I would say like for Pokemon, the bar is even lower than for a lot yeah. of other games. I've noticed the same thing too. Like it's 2022. And I've never, I've actually been underwhelmed with every Pokemon launch. It feels like it's not worth the money. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, I bought Arceus. I'm like, oh. I mean, it wasn't a bad game, but I'm like, this is it? Like, but that, I guess, that's my opinion. Um, but I do agree with what you said. Yeah. And, you know, it's happening time and time again. This is not the first time that Pokemon slash Game Freak launched sort of a buggy issue. But... Pokemon mm -hmm. Scarlet and Violet has really brought a lot of attention to it, mainly because people were so excited for a brand new main series like game and entry. Yeah. Um, but this game is having so many issues. Um, player frame rates are like super, super low. So like there are cutscenes where like characters are moving at like a like this is how other games would move if you were having like major like PC issues. Like, yeah, like I've never even had like Elden Ring or something run that poorly. Kind of no kind of scene like. Mm -hmm players are clipping through scenery so our npcs pokemon are like falling off cliffs i saw Foy coco fall off the like on the <laughs> edge of a of a mountain it's just like oh and then his character model just falls all the way down yeah 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 it's just like what is going on even like when you throw there's one where you throw a pokeball and like the pokeball like clips 
the scenery and you just see like under the ground and it's just like what is going on i've seen somewhere you know you have to like ride i think it's like a scooter i don't like i don't know yes. the game but i think you're and it was instead of riding horizontal you're riding vertically and it wasn't like moving but you were just like they've been really really funny they have been but i feel like they'd be very frustrating i mean i you and i don't own it so i feel like i'd be very frustrated to play and be like what the hell like i can't even move or like i have to restart and then i saw this thing that's like if you're having issues it's a memory thing so you have to restart your game so now you have to be conscious of always restarting your game so that your game will work perfectly like that's frustrating like you how much was the game it's an $80 title, right? Almost, yeah. It was it was quite expensive. For that price point, I don't want to have to worry about restarting my game all the time so that it works properly. Yeah. I mean, there's one where... Um, my favorite one was there's a cutscene, and then when you're about to go into school, and then as the cutscene ends, there's like a flash of all the character models and NPCs in T-poses. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes to the scene. It's just like flashes for like two seconds on the screen. I thought that was so funny. I mean, the memes are like limitless. So I love yes, that. They're really, it's great for content. If it anything. is really good for content. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this isn't Pokemon's first sort of launch where people have felt like the games have not met their standards. Sword and Shield got rid of the national decks. There's a lot of complaints about the graphics and quality of the scenery in that open world game. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very frustrating for a lot of people. Arceus as well, like the open world felt super empty. Um, sort of ah. the general experience felt sort of odd. And then Pokemon Go, is, which is still a very popular game, um, is you know still criticized to this day for how buggy it is, even though it continues expanding and expanding. But it's also good to remember that even like the first generation of Pokemon games had um, a lot of bugs. Like back in the day, like I would surf up and down Cinnabar Island to get like the missing no and do like the... I eventually learned how to do like the master ball multiplica multiplication um, mm -hmm. like cheat. But that was just, I mean, those are all really bugs because it's not like they're not cheat codes or anything. They yeah. people learned how to yeah. like bug the game. Yeah. Um, so super, super interesting. But then like, so people were like, well, you know what, what do we do about this? Why doesn't Nintendo do anything? And ultimately, I mean, I don't think they're going to really do anything because no one, people are buying the games regardless. It doesn't matter if yes. Um, yes. they work or not. But it seems like finally there is a movement of people who are putting their foot down. Yeah. Um, I was reading a Reddit thread recently where w one guy was like, I'm not going to be part of the problem anymore. Um, I've, um, As we know, a lot of people ask for a refund of this game for a yeah. AAA game. And then um, the really interesting part is Nintendo is refunding. So like they Good. are aware somewhat that these games are not up to par. And like that is a valid enough reason for them to get refunded. But... A lot of people are coming together and they are saying they're going to put their foot down and stop buying these games until the standard is finally held, which is what people have had to do. But I'm curious if it's going to be enough people, if there will be an actual uh. like acknowledgement of um, people doing that or what does it really matter? Is it, is it really just a cash grab? Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. But for these games being very expensive AAA games, they definitely are an unacceptable quality. I mean, it's really good that they're giving refunds, but like uh, yeah. you said, power in like numbers. Also, there's the hype people will never die down. There will, there will be always the ones to stream it first or yeah. get it first. There's going to be people who will not join the movement. But like, I too stand with whomever wrote that thing. I don't want to buy anything if it's just going to be buggy. Also, yeah. my friends who fought it, the like all they do is complain. Like, they'll have one positive thing to say about the game, and everything else is just complaining about it. So I'm like, yeah. well, are you even enjoying yourself? <laughs> and I'm sure people are enjoying themselves. It's Pokemon. It's a loved franchise. I'm sure, despite the problems, I would have a blast playing it. Um, yeah. But it is a, 
it is an issue, then I just wonder how much longer it'll go. One little segue here. There are just you know how Cyberpunk had that notorious what is this launch? All these yes. bugs, all these things. So I'm actually gonna tell you some games, and you've got some for me too. Games that are actually more buggy than Cyberpunk. Um, because you know, there's been many game launches that have been less than ideal and the reception of it has not been great. Uh so starting it off strong. Cited as one of the worst games ever made, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, uh, thanks to in large part of the plethora of technical issues. And then I was reading this thread on like a game forum website and someone had written, would Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 still be rated so poorly if there weren't any technical issues? And the whole like thread was like, no, it would still suck. Like the storyline was <laughs> no, not it's just good. A like bad game. It was just a bad game. And then right before we started filming, you had said like Sonic hasn't had like a good game in a long time. So Sonic the Hedgehog is on our list here for games more buggy than Cyberpunk. Um, coming at number two here, not in any order. There's not like except Sonic just... Adventure Battle Two. No, yeah, except for that. That one. game was like... literal work of art. That was a work of art. Uh, so the next game here on my list is Fallout 76. Oh, that was terrible. That was so bad. People thought Bethesda's engine could not get any worse. It turns out adding online multiplayer to the equation introduces a whole host of other issues. So their <laughs> launch was so bad. And it's something that's still not 100% remedied or remedied to this day. Yeah, I've actually never played... Up. It's still up. I mean, it's always getting on sale on Steam. And every time I click on it, it's like bad reviews. I'm like, okay, I will not be purchasing. You know, like how long has it been? I should yeah, play it for sale. the memes. But are the memes worth your mental like health? Yeah, the trauma truly. Always. Trauma is always <laughs> worth the joke. Uh, this next game here is called Aliens Colonial Marine. Uh, and Gearbox reportedly, this game, let me tell you, had a little bit of drama, a little bit of tea associated with because oh. Gearbox had reportedly outsourced much of the game's development in order to focus on their own efforts on Borderlands 2 after the game became a breakout hit. Then they found out that the other team's work was unsatisfactory, so the team that was working on this this game, Alien uh, Colonial March, but mm -hmm. they could not push the game back. So They did what they did to hold the game together with duct tape. So the game is just in a standard of like tons of bugs, not great, but we did end up getting a good Alien game down the line, Alien Isolation, but Alien Colonial marine or colonel marine not a good game not sad and finally to round up my list before you tell me yours is elder scrolls arena the glitches and bugs populate the elder scrolls debut entry but there is a chance you can destroy because there was a chance you could destroy your save file or do something completely to hinder your progress which i hate that i hate this stress of like you've gone so far what is that song i've gone so far and in the end, nothing in even end, matters. My save file didn't matter. Didn't even matter. That's exactly <laughs> the feeling. If anything messes with my save file, I'm just I, I will not turn it on again. That kind of stress. Uh, I know it's a lot of pressure. It's so and it's also so frustrating. So the mm -hmm. game was so ambitious and so innovative upon release, and that people were willing to like just put these problems aside to experience the massive world. So like people were like, all right, I'll look a blind eye. You know, I don't see. I don't see the if, if I don't see the problems are not there kind of thing. That yeah. was the whole mentality around Elder Scrolls Arena. But it was truly one of the buggiest games to be released. If you haven't seen Elder Scrolls Arena, it's kind of like a Doom style, like first person Elder Scrolls. Yes. Like a maze kind of gauntlet 
it, it's ki it's kind of cute but a little grungy yeah it is but it kind of like is very it looks like very of the time at least like it yeah it's the game style of that time mm -hmm. um one of the funniest games i actually do remember this launch completely because i remember all the funny videos that people had online and that was the wwe 2k20 um like wrestling game launch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and i just remember all these like crazy things happening with the character models um during the like the game launch because i think there was like you can create your own character and then like when they were like moves were being done like wrestling moves like funny things would happen like people's heads and bodies and like that's i like remember it so fondly so like even though i'm you know bad for the game like i had a good you play time. it no i just remember all the videos online <laughs> um but uh the ceo of the game's publisher take two who we talked about previously on this show um mm -hmm. Um, on our game review stuff and all the stuff like that. They said in an interview, and this is their quote, they said WWE 20, sorry, WWE, I hate this title actually, it's so hard to say, uh, WWE 2K20, like what kind of title is that? What kind Did of not meet our expectations, both in terms of sales and quality. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, sales bad or because the game was bad, babe. Also, I don't like that title. It's hard to say 2K20. It's also the WWE WWE 2K20. It's a lot of the letters and numbers. Like, there's no word. Yeah. Cause it's I. What are they trying to get to? Like Y two K? That's easier than two K twenty. Like, well, what? like all the games were named two K. Like yeah, when around the two thousand time. Hire like, somebody to improve the titles. <laughs> but like we didn't need the twenty on top of the two K. They really didn't. No. Uh, so we've talked about like game launches that have been buggy. Uh, something that I really wanted to do a little bit of research on is um, what is the cost of buggy game launches and how does that impact the, you know, the companies? I'll tell you what it costs me. It costs me my mental health. All right. <laughs> I'm going to basically send them my therapy bill. But so while launching unfinished games and fixing them later, it's actually become pretty much of a standard practice. There's actually mounting evidence that doing so undertakes costs and risks that far outweigh the benefit. Uh, there are a couple of redemption stories, a Ooh. game that we have previously chatted about on this show, No Man's Sky uh, and Final Fantasy, what is that, 14. They probably had the most dramatic turnarounds. They've been brutally bad in actually unfinished states at launch to being hugely beloved. So they have had quite oh. the, the redemption arc um, and Project Red, CD Project Red hopes to see Cyberpunk 2077 follow the same redemption arc. Um, it's not... I think Cyberpunk is playable now, but still people are quite upset about it. It's not to the point where it's like, I highly recommend it. You can't yeah. talk about Cyberpunk without people still having negative emotions and negative experiences around it. And then there are games that actually never lived up to their initial promise. They never quite <gasps> Who performed badly. my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Henry, no, this is not about you right now. But we can make it next week's episode all about Netflix drama un unraveling it. So there are games that actually, they never lived up to their initial promise. They never quite performed badly enough to make the publishers stop throwing money after, like, at them. But <clears throat> um, they just still continue. So, like, they're never put out of their misery. One of those games being Marvel's Avengers, which has seen several efforts at resuscitation since its poorly received launch. Also, we did talk about mm. this earlier, Fallout 76. Um, those games just never had their arc i don't think they ever will sometimes i wonder like when should we just put the game to rest like can we release a public statement i'd like them to acknowledge that they just don't care like you know at a certain yeah, point they like, just need to be like, like they're past saving it's past saving you know and then at a certain point if they've acknowledged it then the people can't complain about it right yeah um 
So the ability to launch unfinished games and fix them later has made this into standard practice for much of the games industry. And uh, much of the risk, much of like what is going on comes down to um, the process can end up triggering compensation clauses in contracts. So that's like a big reason why sometimes games can't be pushed back. And that affects things from like marketing, merchandising, mm -hmm. anything that has additional costs. If there's a contract, you break it, the clause, there's going to be an effect to business. So yeah. I see that. But then something that I was really thinking about is like if it's become industry standard to release a game that's buggy and now people are acknowledging that but then there's people who are like all right like i'll just get the buggy game and then i started reading on reddit a thread of like why do people buy buggy games and the cost of buggy games and it's all because of the hype it's all because of the hype and uh someone had written that you're basically paying 60 to 80 dollars to be a glorified beta tester um, but part of it is also because a game when it first launches or the pre-release is you may get a game title like um collector's edition that could run out right so that's like a big reason why people do yeah. buy it so it's people like that who set the movement behind know. <laughs> you know a little bit but yeah uh, interesting well speaking of like beta testing i mean there's a game that i love and play that is buggy because i have the bugs experience but i mean but it's also been early access for two years now is Baldur's gate Baldur's 3. gate mm -hmm. yeah it's been i think we just had two years in early access um, and they have released more content and stuff for it. So that, that's Dungeons and Dragons based game. Yeah. Um, they have released more content for it and I do love it, but it is buggy and it has been early access for two years. So it's just like, when, when are we going to get there? And I yeah. like that it's no early access and I like that there, there's the consistent patches and fixes and they haven't launched technically. So like, I can't yes. say anything about it, but I'm like, I mean, I've been beta testing for two years. Yeah, you basically have. But at least they have it as it's early access. It's not like it's released, the game's done, and you're like, what? There's so many issues. I know. You should play um, that. I think you would enjoy it. You would stream that so. game well. Um, really? Maybe we should play sometime. It's very entertaining. Is it? Well, yeah. I'm down again. It's I'm very funny. I like that. I've watched you play it, and you've really enjoyed it. I mean, you would make some very chaotic decisions with the conversation <laughs> choices, I feel. Uh, to wrap up this section here, I just want to say that like consumers have never liked buying games that turn out to be buggy and unfinished, but the dislike seems to increasingly to have turned into an outright intolerance of the practice, like you talked about earlier, meaning that the risks and consequences of launching in a bad state are becoming increasingly tough to handle. And this is where I pose a question to our listeners. Do you buy a game as soon as it comes out? Do you wait for the patches? Let us know because I'm the kind of person that I don't buy a game until I know that the bugs have been cleaned out. You know, like yeah. the exterminator yeah, you, came you in and the bugs that. are gone. Uh, I just don't have the time. You know, I just don't have the time to like play a buggy game. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm only playing Elden Ring right now. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't play buggy games usually. No. I don't think I've, I really had any major like bad experience. I mean, Baldur's Gate, but I, I know what I'm getting into there. Yes. Um, like in early access. I don't think otherwise. I really have a major issue, which is nice. I love that for us. Yeah, we're out here living the good life. Well, everyone, <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, let us know your thoughts on these things. We are, um, it's definitely a conversation to be had and held as people who are participating in this culture and industry. Yes. Uh, so let us know what you think. Um, I'm excited to see if things change over the years or not. Yeah, and let us know, did you buy Scarlet or Violet? Yeah. And who was we'll your let you starter? know which one we bought next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will We're let just you know kidding. that 
Fu, is it Fuecoco or Fucoco? That's the one that Fuecoco will be the one that I will pick. Just I so get Coxley, of course. There's I've no thought behind those eyes. It's like me, IRL. I, I mean, have you seen the, the last Quaxley evolution? No, I haven't. Like the dancing duck. It's so great. Uh, oh. But speaking of next week, make sure to tune in to next week's episode of Easy Mode because we are done for today. Mm-hmm. And make sure to keep it easy. Mode. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina.